These are two of the broken letters, Hamim. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows the true and actual meaning of these letters. But it is a continuation of the surahs that begin with Hamim. Walkitab al Mubin by the book that is clear and open. The wow there is for qasam, for an oath, I swear. By the book that is clear in its revelation, open in its understanding, and so on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that he reveals a book, and that book is very clear, manifest and very open. Then he gives us a little bit of history of the book. Indeed, we have revealed and sent this book down in a very blessed night. Uh, we are indeed warners. We are warning human beings that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals this book in a very blessed night. And that is how Al-Kitab al-Mubin, the clear book, is now made clear by revealing the book in a blessed night. Since this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's speech, since this is divine and eternal, the effects of the divinity and the eternity is now going to be uh, contained, if you want, and absorbed in one night. Yeah, so that night is not a regular night uh, where the sun and moon determine the length of the night. This night is a night which is now in the heavens, and it is much longer than eight hours or twelve hours or whatever. It is a very blessed night. Okay. So the the barakah of the Quran is contained in a night which is full of barakah. And what is now the eventual effect of this barakah? is that people take heed of the message in the Qur'an and in this book, and they comply, and they follow instructions, and they save themselves from eternal damnation and from the fire of hell. So in that sense, Allah is warning human beings that if you don't do this, then it doesn't matter what type of Mubarak, blessed night it is, you will not be saved. 
So that's the warning. Meaning you have you know, a container of baraka that is above you. But if you deprive yourselves from this baraka, then you should be warned that Allah will not spare you just because the Qur'an has been revealed in this now event, which is a night. The night is an event. Uh, yeah. So now some people say, some of the Mufassirun say this is the night of the 15th of Sha'ban, and others say it is the Laylatul Qadr in Ramadan. Whatever the case is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His revelation, because it is divine and eternal, will always bring about this barakah and blessedness and gifts and all the divine gifts that come with it because that is what the Qur'an is. The Qur'an is Allah's sifa, Allah's attribute. And wherever there is Allah, there is going to be barakah. So whenever any knight receives this Qur'an, it will be one of barakah. And that is how we see this ayah being explained, that it is clear and open that human beings must turn to the Qur'an and receive some barakah in the night, especially these nights, the 15th of Sha'ban or the night of Laylatul Qadr, where something definitely divine is happening there. Fiha yufraqu kullu amrin hakim, amram min indina inna kunna mursileen. That in it, in this blessed night, uh, every affair that is an affair of wisdom is now distributed here. <clears throat> yeah, is determined and it is distributed and it is dispersed. Yeah. As a command from us, Amram min Indina, this we do as a command from our side that we disperse all of these now dictates or these mandates, Amr, okay, or these orders and instructions to angels that they must carry out this task in the world and this task, etc. But those amar, umur, those affairs and tasks will be now accompanied with the barakah of the night that it is revealed in. Yeah? Meaning there will be barakah in the amar, in the affair, and also in the command that Allah gives to the angels. And that command is based on hikmah, on divine wisdom. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will appropriate. This goes to this person, and this goes to that person, and this person will do this, and this person will do that, etc. This is an, a command from our side. Inna kunna mursaleen. Indeed, we are those who send. That we have been sending messengers. Yeah, we're always sending messages and messengers both. Yeah. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his scheme and his plan has determined that there has to be now uh, an order in the process of revealing his order. There has to be a system. So Allah's Amr is there, divine. How does it now uh, come down from Allah to the earth? So that's a whole system so you have the system of the angels, you have the system of the arsh, you have the system of the kursi, 
you have the system of the angels who regulate the affairs in this world. Okay, so all that divine amr is processed and distilled in this Mubarak night. This is how it's done. That's the mandate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, and that's how they then disperse and execute Allah's amr. Rahmatam mir rabbik. This is merely a rahmah from your Lord. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need to do this and actually devise a scheme and a plan and order. He can do it instantaneously. But he doesn't do that because he wants human beings to understand that the way they can improve and move forward is by understanding the order, understanding the system in which the order works. So man also then appreciates order in the cosmos. And when man understands the order of things and phenomenon, then they're able to manipulate and use and abuse and exploit whatever it is they do by understanding the laws of nature. Hmm? Yeah. So the laws, the amr, the order is always there. The sun, the moon, the stars, they follow a certain order. Gravity has an order, okay? and everything else Allah has created has an order. When you understand the order, then you can use it, abuse it, manipulate it, exploit it, do whatever. You can send people to Mars. So that's how you understand the order. So the Hakim, Allah who is the eternally wise, is giving human beings this wisdom that, look, I can create without an order instantaneously, but I didn't. I chose to create with an order so that you can understand how the divine works. Except, unfortunately, scientists and materialists, they remain kind of tied and uh, bogged down by the material and they don't go to the divine. They stay in the creation and they don't reach the creator, which is the purpose of this Amr. Rahmatam bi this is a means of Rahmah from your Lord, that your Lord now will discipline you and train you, improve you in a system known as Tarbiya. Tarbiya is requires a system, yeah, that when you're monitoring and guiding people, it requires one, two, three, four, a sequence. So your Lord will always work in this sequence, and since there is a sequence in the order of creation, this is a rahmah from your Lord, O Muhammad, that if you want to reach him, you can also reach him through this order the order of the heavens, the angels, the kursi, the arsh, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to go through uh, this sequence and this order. This is now a rahmah from your Lord, O Muhammad, that you can take this Quran back to Allah by ibadah and by iman and yaqeen and so on. So that's the benefit for the Prophet, that he understands this spiritual order. Mm. That in this night, if you are exposed this night, you will see this amr, this command, and this order, the system, and you will be able to access all those now stages uh, through your Lord, Innahu, who is Samiul Alim. Indeed, it is He who is the one who hears and who is the one who knows. Yeah. This Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that Allah reveals the Quran. 
uh, in a very blessed night, and that is natural to be blessed. And then he reveals it for the Nabi, for the Prophet ﷺ, that the Prophet may now access this barakah, and through this barakah, he may then reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the one who reveals the Qur'an. So he makes a return journey. So he takes the Qur'an with him as he's ascending the heavens in his ibadah and so on. This is the benefit for the Prophet ﷺ. You have to account for mirrabbik, the pronoun there, your Lord. Meaning, this is all for Muhammad ﷺ. And then through Muhammad ﷺ, the Ummah also now received the same barakah as he does by following him. رَبِّ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُوْقِنِينَ He is the Lord of the heavens and the earth and everything in between the two. If indeed you are certain, if you have certainty that Allah is the Lord of the heavens and the earth, He creates with an order, He creates with this tarbiyah and rububiyah and this uh, taking things in stages, even coming down and going back up. Indeed, if you are certain, you will be able to reach Him. Through your yaqeen, as-salatu miraj al-mu'min. The salat is the miraj of a believer. Once you do salat, you're supposed to be in a state of mood and mode of miraj. And you reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala if you have yaqeen through ihsan and so on. Yeah. But you must know he is the Lord of the heavens and the, all the earths, all the heavens and all the earths. So that is now something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals in this Mubarak night. Uh, uh, this order Allah reveals. La ilaha illahu wa yuhyi wa yumit rabbukum wa rabbu abaikum al-awwaleen. You see now the word rabb being emphasized in these ayat. La ilaha illahu, there is no deity, there is no one worthy of worship except he. Okay. Why? Yuhyi wa yumit, he gives life. And he gives death. So some Mufassirun say that in this night, people who will be alive are also recorded. And people who will die will also are also recorded. And the messengers are given instructions to make this person live or make this person die. He is the one who gives life. And he is the one who gives death. This is how Allah subhanahu wa is now worthy of worship. Rabbukum, because he is your Lord. And he is the Lord of all your previous fathers, your predecessors. He is your Lord, and so on. So he raises you, he gives you life, and he brings you into the mother's womb, and then you develop in the mother's womb through stages and phases. You don't develop instantaneously, and likewise, when you are born, you don't develop instantaneously. Human beings are one of the very few species that cannot walk when they come out from the mother's womb. Other species, they walk. As soon as they're out from the mother's womb, they start walking. This is the meaning that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises the human being through these phases, like the phases of the heavens and the earth and that order. So this is now the progression of human beings. And then he's a baby, and then he's a young boy, and then he's an adolescent, and then he's a young man. And then he is an old man and then he dies. This is the, the Rububiyah. He is your Lord. He, he takes you through these phases, even physical phases. 
never mind the mental phases and the intellectual phases and the spiritual phases. Okay? So your spirituality actually increases as you get older. Your intelligence supposedly increases as you get older and your morals and ethics and behavior becomes better as you get older. This is the Islamic system of Allah's order. For the Muslim, this is what happens. So you should worship your Lord the most as you die, not the least. Anyway, so this is he is your Lord. He's also the Lord of those who came before you. He raised them, he created them, he made them, he gave them life, and he gave them death. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains this now night of barakah. That in this night, if you understand this night, this event, this phenomenon, then you'll understand all of these now wise um, mandates that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has for his, uh, his Amr. بَلْهُمْ فِي شَكٍّ However, the fact is that they remain in doubt. Okay, playful. يَلْعَبُونَ They remain in amusement and play mode throughout their lives and they remain in this doubt. So when you have doubt, then you will need something to compensate the doubt and that is now frivolous, foolish activities known as lab. So if you have something better to do, then you will do it. But if you don't have anything else to do, then you will do this, which is do things that have no benefit or effect for you or for others. And that is the point of shuck, doubt. So without certainty, there's doubt. And if you have doubt, then you'll do everything which is doubtful. So everything that's doubtful you'll do because you are in doubt. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that this Qur'an is definitely an open book. It's a clear book and it's revealed in a very Mubarak night. And when it comes down onto the earth, then it has nothing except wisdom and insights and certainty to offer. But if you don't believe that, then you will always remain in doubt. فَرْتَخِبْ يَوْمَ تَأْتِ السَّمَاءُ بِدُخَانٍ مُبِينٍ So this, the story of this goes like uh, that the Prophet uh, saw that the Quraysh were not believing and perhaps the only way they might believe is if they were struck with a famine, with a drought. And the Prophet made dua for them uh, also because of some other incidents that happened that the Quraysh were beating up people and beating up Muslims, etc. So the Prophet ﷺ made dua that Allah give them the drought of Yusuf. Hmm. So that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded and gave them a drought for several years and they weren't able to find anything to eat whatsoever. The Quraysh in Mecca, etc. So a campaign delegation came to Medina and Abu Sufyan was there in that delegation, and he came to see and visit the Prophet ﷺ. And as he entered, he knew his daughter. His daughter is Umm Habiba, anha. She was obviously the host of her father, because she would be able to give him now, what do you call it, asylum. So he sought asylum there, and Umm Habiba obviously said, okay, since you're my father, you may come in, but you can't sit there. Uh, this is where the Prophet sits. 
you have no business sitting there and sit over here where he belong. <laughs> anyway, so they had uh, uh, discussions with Abdullah ibn Masood, anhu, and finally they came to the Prophet Sallallahu and the Prophet Sallallahu said, okay, I'll make dua because you are related to us. He made dua and the famine was lifted. So this is called the smoke. And this, this incident of the famine and the drought, where Abdullah ibn Masood says that this was in the minds of the Quraysh, that when they were hungry, all they saw was a certain type of smoke in the air. So this, some of us say this is what this ayah refers to, for taqib, wait, wait for them, uh, wait for the day that the heavens will come and bring a very clear smoke, bidukhanim mubeen. This is how Allah Taala is now warning people, which is mentioned in the beginning of the ayah, inna kunna mundirin, that we are indeed warning. So this Allah Taala is using the famine to warn the Quraysh that if they don't believe, uh, they will be annihilated. So they went back. And eventually, as you know, Abu Sufyan did believe at the end. So anyway, this is one of the interpretations that you find in the books of Tafsir. Yeah, this will now overwhelm and overcome all the people, meaning the people of Makkah. And this indeed is a very severe punishment, very painful punishment. So here we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that when the Prophet curses people, that curse turns into a punishment. So you can say that was a punishment in that time where through wahi we can ascertain that a certain test and trial is a punishment. But if you don't have wahi, you cannot ascertain that a trial, no matter how bad it may look, is a punishment. So there you have to be careful in how you view that. So after the Prophet left, there is no way to identify whether or not a certain incident is an adab or is just an ibtila, is just a fitna, is just a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's how you must now believe. This definitely is a very painful punishment and they suffered and they suffered and they suffered. So they came to the Prophet ﷺ, remove this here punishment from us. Indeed, we will believe and we are believers. Allah is now now taunting them that how then did the reminder come to them? Where is their reminder for them now? As a very open Rasul came to them. Yeah. So the Quran is Al-Kitab Al-Mubin, an open book. And the Rasul is also Rasul Al-Mubin, an open Rasul, where he clarifies the message, explains the message, he elaborates the message. This is what we as the representatives of the Prophet must also do. We must make a clear presentation of Islam, not an enigmatic presentation not something that's now dubious or something that leaves uh, now something to the imagination. It has to be with bayan, clear, explicit explanation, it's because that's what the Rasul did. Since the Rasul follows the Qur'an, 
and the Quran is an open book, then the Ummah must also be an open Ummah uh, where it uh, explains and clarifies the meanings. ثُمَّ تَوَلَّوْ عَنْهُ وَقَالُوا مُعَلَّمٌ مَجْنُونٌ And then they turn away from it, and then all of a sudden they start accusing this person that he is now someone who has been now given knowledge through some other occult method, and he is majnoon, and he is now possessed, or he is a madman. So some of them did this, that they did not believe. We will now remove this punishment just a little bit. Indeed, you will return to your disbelief. And so on. So usually, the, the obviously, this is a message to the Prophet that although you are a warner, you also have to give now hope to people, and so on. So this, as I said, some of the Quraysh eventually did accept Islam after Fatih Makkah, but this was a very difficult time for them, and the Prophet used his now prerogative to bring down a little bit of Allah's wrath so that they turn to Allah and don't rely on themselves. Then Allah brings us to another event. Remember the day that we will seize with a great seizing. We will capture the whole of the universe and the earth at the end of time. And indeed, we are the ones who will now take revenge, muntaqimun, you know, meaning that those who do not believe in Allah and do not follow and appreciate the Rasul, they will deserve punishment, and Allah will make sure that punishment is served. And this Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealing this in this surah and saying that although the night in which the Quran is revealed is a blessed night, is full of barakah, but the opposite is also true. If you reject that revelation, then your day will turn into night. Basically. Yeah. So that is the warning Allah gives to the readers of the Quran, also specifically to the Quraysh here, uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is capable of punishing them as he punished the people of Fir'aun, which is the next story. Yeah. So here we see, that there are two sides to revelation. Revelation for those who accept and appreciate is definitely a revelation of barakah. And revelation for those who deny it definitely is not one of barakah. It is one of severe pain and turmoil until they do believe. This is the idea that Allah, now in this particular revelation of the Qur'an, makes it clear that there are two paths. One path is of Iman and the other path is of Kufr. And he has made clear the destination and the eventual fate of choosing either of the paths. In that sense, it is an open book. It's a clear book. Mm. Then in case you might believe or think, O Quraysh, that he'll never do that, Allah gives them a lesson in history. By saying history, you know the people of Firaun, you know Musa, you've heard of him, you know Egypt, you've been there, sometimes you travel there, and you know everything that is you need to know in order to know that they existed, but now they don't exist. 
ولقد فتنا قبلهم قوم فرعون وجاءهم رسول كريم أن أدوا إلي عباد الله إني لكم رسول أمين ولا تعالوا على الله إني أعطيكم بسلطان مبين Here we see that if they don't understand this, then they will understand this in history, that indeed we had tried and tested the people of Firaun much before them. When a messenger who was noble and generous came to them. So Musa salam here has been called a noble, generous messenger, Rasulun Kareem, that he was not someone who was violent, Oh, vicious, he was very noble, very dignified, at the same time he was also very generous in his dealings with people. And in his dealings with the Firaun also, he was very kind and polite and generous and very sophisticated. Um, whereas the people of Firaun were not that way, they were undignified and so on. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that uh, the Rasul who brings the Qur'an is also Kareem. إِنَّهُ لَقَوْدَ رَسُولٍ كَرِيمٍ That indeed the Qur'an is the word of a Rasul that is noble, meaning Jibreel salam. And here he describes the prophets as also Rasulun Kareem. So both have nobility and both have generosity. So the people who carry the divine message have to take on and assume the colors of the divine message and since the divine message is one of karam, nobility and generosity, recite, O Muhammad, because your Lord is the most generous. So through his karam and generosity, Allah reveals the Qur'an, and anyone who carries it will also be kareem, as here Musa salam has been described by Allah as kareem, as one of the benefits of revealing this Qur'an in a Mubarak night. That those who receive it and absorb it, they will take on the colors of the book itself. Okay? So the revelation which came to Musa salam is the same. Yeah. So the people of Fir'aun were tried and tested. And their, their duty was to serve Musa salam, the Banu Israel that you must bring me and give to me the servants of Allah. Mm. Meaning they don't belong to you, you cannot enslave them. They belong to Allah and you must give them to me so I can rescue them and deliver them from you. Musa salam's message was not to overpower, overcome Fir'aun. His message was for Fir'aun to stop his dhulm, to stop his injustice and also to believe in Allah. So that was the message. Musa was not interested in the, what do you call it, the government and the monarchy of Fir'aun, although he was basically the adopted son of Fir'aun himself. So he wasn't there to say that I'm claiming the throne because I'm your son. That was not his mission. His mission was to save the Banu Israel and take them to another place so that they could worship Allah freely. إِنِّي لَكُمْ رَسُولٌ أَمِينٌ Indeed, I am an honest and trustworthy Rasul to you that I have nothing but honesty, integrity, and I deliver the message with honesty and integrity. This is how we see Allah Taala describing Musa salam that this revelation will bring about these qualities in the messenger who carries the revelation. 
And then the third message is that you must not try to overcome Allah. You must not be above Allah. You must not, not climb over Allah and assume that you are the Lord. When you are not the Lord, Allah is the Lord. Indeed, I have come to you with a very clear, open authority. Yeah, clear, open authority. Sultan is power with authority or authority with power. Either one. Mubin is clear. And those were the signs and the miracles Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to Musa alayhi salam, the shining hand, okay, the staff of Musa alayhi salam, and everything else that Allah gave him as miracles to show the people of Fir'aun that Fir'aun is not the Lord, Allah is the Lord. And that is how now this story resembles the story of the Prophet Sallallahu asking Allah to give the Quraysh famine. That was one sign. Okay, Musa Salam had nine signs he came with. Mm. And I seek refuge in my Lord and your Lord that you should stone me to death. Meaning that I'm not afraid that you might kill me for what I'm saying and what I'm doing. But I don't need to seek refuge and asylum in you. I'm seeking refuge and asylum in Allah. Why Allah? Because he's my Lord and he's also your Lord. So we have now equal opportunity to access Allah where you don't offer equal opportunity to anyone. You're very selective and biased about whom you give asylum to and whom you give refuge to. Whereas my Lord and your Lord will give us both refuge. All you have to do is ask. So this is how Musa is delivering the message of amana and trust to Fir'aun. And if you don't believe me, then you must leave me alone. You must now disassociate yourself from me. If you don't believe me, then leave me to me. You don't have to do anything with me. So then Musa in his conversations with Allah one day said that indeed these people are now criminals. They are the ones who now rebel against you, your authority. They are the ones who are now persecuting people. They are now the ones who are penalizing people, mistreating people, abusing people. So therefore they are criminals. In the unfortunately highest sense of the word, they're true criminals. Allah returned the dua to Musa and said to Musa that travel with my servants at night. Indeed, you will be followed. Meaning even though you'll be traveling at night, but people, the scouts and intelligence from Firal will know that you're leaving or you have left and then they'll follow you because they have their military and their army ready to do anything at Firal's now call. Waturukil Bahra Rahwa. Waturukil Bahra. Rahwa. Yeah. Innahun Jundum Mukhrakun. 
Here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to Musa salam, that when you cross the sea, which will be parted, the Red Sea, and you will have roads for each tribe, and each tribe may cross the sea on that road, on those roads, then when you get to the other side, just leave it the way it is. So the order for Musa is uh, that he should now uh, strike his staff onto the sea, and the sea will open up. So the order for him on the other side was not to strike the sea again. Let it be. So that's the order here, that leave the sea open and don't use your staff to bring uh, the sea back to what it was because Allah wants to do that himself. <inaudible> Indeed, they are going to be an army that will be now, what is called, drowned. They'll be drowned, an army that is definitely going to be drowned. And that is what happened. So Musa salam escaped with Banu Israel, Firaun came into the sea with his hordes and they were drowned. This is the basic story, very simple story, very clear story that people have choices. So whether you are a ruler like Firaun or like Quraysh, it doesn't matter. If you follow Allah's rules, then Allah will show you Rahmah. And if you don't follow Allah's rules, then Allah may just punish you, which he did do to Fir'aun, and he spared the Quraysh, obviously most of them. Yeah. This is how we see all the story of this Mubarak night, that in this Mubarak night, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends down the Qur'an, and since there's barakah in that, the barakah then will take on only those people who accept it, who receive it, and who appreciate it. But those who reject the barakah will not see barakah, they'll see the opposite of barakah, which is destruction. Barakah is when you can have so much from so little, and the other side of that is that you have nothing from so much. So Firaun had so much, but he benefited from nothing of that so much. That is the opposite of barakah. Likewise, the Quraysh had so much, but they weren't able to benefit from anything, so they were deprived of barakah. So this is how the Qur'an now comes down to the rescue of human beings in the sense that he's warning human beings, you have two choices. Either you believe or you disbelieve. If you believe, this will happen. And if you disbelieve, this will happen. Very clear, open, simple message which is not adulterated by sophisticated ideologies or theories. It is very open. And this is what now appeals to the common person, that the message is very simple. At the same time, it's not simplistic. Anyway, uh, we will be discontinuing our tafsir from next week throughout Ramadan. We will, inshallah, reconvene again after Ramadan, which will be um, posted on the website. So look at the website as to when we will be reconvening. Inshallah, we make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to benefit from the Qur'an, allows us to benefit from this Mubarak night, and allows us to now choose the path that leads to the barakah of the Qur'an. Ameen, Rabbil Alameen. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala khayr khilqi Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahabihi wa ma'im. Bi rahmatika ya 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 rah